Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. The Jones family for the first time since Wednesday has hot water. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it was under warranty. I mean, so it's fine. But since Wednesday morning, we have not had hot water. That is brutal. And uh, as of today, we do. Now, I'm trying to reheat the Sunbury Motors studio here because they had to come through here with the door wide open for several hours, and the last I checked, it is not a summer day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is definitely the case. Not a summer day, my man. All right, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. The Purdy's have served this valley for decades. Auto, home, life, business, whatever the insurance need may be, they'll take care of it. And they'll get you the best price. And customer service. Look, you're talking about not just great professionals. Purdy Insurance has great professionals. But you know what's really cool about them? They're great people. Now, that's who I want to deal with. Great professionals are just outstanding at their job. But guess what? They're great people. You just like being around them. And they're also going to go the extra mile for you because they are great people and great professionals. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Talk about great people who are great professionals. Sunbury Motors. All right, our play-by-play call today. How about a little Miles Sanders on the show today? Back goes Wentz. He's looking. He's looking. Now he starts to roll. He's going to run. He is running, and he's firing, and it is incomplete. That's a touchdown. Oh, no. Is it? Is it? They are calling it a touchdown to Miles Sanders. And that is Merrill Reese with the call on the Eagles radio network. And then on Saturday... Navy ran its version of the Philly special at the link. Brad Nessler from CBS. First and goal. This is Malcolm Perry now an end around to Chance Warren. He'll throw it. And Carruthers got it. Touchdown. We've been waiting for a pass for about an hour. We didn't know it was going to be Chance Warren. Boy, what a day Malcolm Perry had. 300 yards plus rushing as a quarterback? Yeah, that was uh, he wow. was unbelievable. Yeah. Great, and he had a big him. run that set up the Philly special play towards the end of the half. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And by the way, if you ever get a chance to meet Brad Nessler, as I've had the privilege many, many times, Brad Nessler's just good people. You're talking about great announcer, no ego, zero. Same thing with Merrill. Great person, no ego. All right. Uh, Andrew Callie in tomorrow. Looks like we're going to get Phil Bork on Wednesday. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. The old, the old two niner. Yep. We'll do that's, him on that's Wednesday. That's great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Looking forward to that very, very much. So that's what we got coming up the next couple of days. Oh, well, more as the week goes along. All right, so let's, uh, speaking of more as the week goes along, let's uh, get into Ben Jones here, statecollege.com on Penn State. Ben being ranked for the first time since 1996. Uh, what does it tell you about the quality of a team when people are complaining about the style of victory uh, instead of complaining about the fact that they lost the game? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if anything, James Franklin is somewhere nodding his head going, yeah, well, you, you're getting that too now. Um, you know, the whole idea that you can now complain about how you win, you know, I, I think, you know, there's always something to be said for that, something to be said for how you're going about beating teams that you ought to or how you've got to, you know, how you're going about winning. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, wins are wins. I think in, in particular in college basketball where, you, you know, there are so many ups and downs, so many ebbs and flows in games. Um, you know, and I think one of the weird things, that, or not weird, but one of the unique things about basketball in general is if a guy's wide open, it doesn't matter if he's playing you or me or Duke, uh, you know, wide open three is a wide open three. He's either going to make it or he isn't. And I think, um, you know, you kind of have to respect that. I think Alabama's a good example of a team that's probably a little bit better than their record um, would indicate. So I think, you know, it, it says a lot about how they're playing that people can complain about it. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, in a very long season, uh, you know, I think the wins that they have had that have not always been their prettiest, um, sometimes those, those are the biggest ones because, you know, you don't look back at the schedule and go, oh, I wish we had won that game or I wish we had won that game. You find ways to win, even ugly ones, and at the end of the day, you're going to have yourself a resume because of it. Yeah, and in fact, uh, yesterday, uh, Mike Krzyzewski on Big Ten on uh, – on, um, his Sirius XM show, Basketball and Beyond, spent a good five minutes on Penn State uh, talking about, he said he sat down, he, he wanted to look at the Georgetown tape, he watched the Georgetown tape, and he was going on about the job Pat's done, and also the fact that being an older team, what a factor they are. When you're getting praise just out of nowhere from that quarter, what does it tell you about the national impact you're starting to make? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, one of the, the things we have heard year in and year out from a lot of coaches across the Big Ten when they come and play Penn State is that, you know, Pat's doing a very good job and, and all of that. And I think, um, you know, it's one thing to hear it from Tom Izzo. It's one thing to hear it from these guys when they come in. But ultimately, um, you know, when you're, when you're pairing that praise with results, um, you know, I think that speaks a lot to sort of seeing, you know, everything work out the way that you, you finally envisioned it. Certainly, being ranked in December, being 18th in the net in December is all very helpful. Um, it doesn't get you into March just yet. There's a lot of work left to be done, but I think right. um, you know, there's no doubt you know, yeah, you and I have the been key, here. The key to me here is it was unsolicited because Duke played Georgetown a week later, and then all of a sudden, Coach K yesterday is talking about Penn State. He doesn't play Penn State, so he doesn't have to say anything about him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very, that's very true, and I think you know, Penn State, I, th I think, deserves that praise because they have played they played very well for most of the year. They've got their moments, they've got their games, but, you know, who in college basketball doesn't? But I think, um, you know, anybody that follows Penn State basketball, anybody who follows college basketball knows how difficult that job is. And I think when it finally starts to all come together like it has this year, um, you know, anybody that's been following the program or just the Big Ten or just college basketball, kind of says, you know, you've got to be doing a pretty good job. And for a guy like Coach K to say that is certainly, um, 
you know, as big of a compliment as it comes. All right, so now I want to get to Lamar Stevens. Uh, the scoring numbers and what he did in the first half, nothing to write home about. Second half, he was the best player on the floor. But it was the five block shots, the six assists. Was that as complete a game as you've seen Lamar play? I think so. I think at least if, you know, I, I was talking to somebody about this as it was happening. You know, Lamar Stevens has played a lot of basketball. I don't remember every four-minute chunk that he has ever had. Um, but I think if you're talking about, uh, you know, moments, eight minutes or so, that he has impacted a game on both ends of the floor that heavily, I don't know if he has a moment better than he did in the second half. Um, against Alabama. He was outstanding everywhere on the floor. It was very much a, you know, you talk about older teams, you talk about experienced teams. Um, you know, Lamar Stevens is in an interesting place this year because, you know, everyone looks at him as sort of the star or the guy that Penn State leans on in that way that they've had one or two guys. But really, you know, Lamar Stevens doesn't have to be the star on this team for this team to be good. They've got a lot of options, That's and it's kind point. of given him, the, the, the you know, the ability – to just play his game and let it come to him. But I think that was really, you know, maybe the first moment this year, um, at least to that extent where he has gone, you know, I'm Lamar Stevens. I played a lot of basketball. I played a lot of good basketball. We need something to happen right now, and I'm going to make it happen. And I think that was really, you know, we talk about Lamar flexing his muscles. I think that was, in a lot of ways, a, a flex in a different style for him to say, you know, we, we need to win this game, I want to win this game, and I'm going to be the best player on the floor because I can. I know a lot of people will make a big deal out of the fact that Penn State is ranked for the first time in 25 years. Uh, but the bigger one to me is they're 18 in the net. That, to me, is the one that I'm looking at. See, that's why when I talk about rankings and where everybody is, uh, the net means something. They're 18 in the net. The first net came out today. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, being 18th in the net is huge because, you know, both of the losses that they have are quadrant one losses. The wins they've got are quality. Um, you know, I, I think being in a quote-unquote football town, it makes ranked games seem more important. It makes every loss seem more magnified. But I think if you're Penn State, you look at that net ranking, you look at your schedule, um, you know, really the first – the next six games that they've got before Ohio State comes to town, you know, I, I think they they feel good about their chances in all of those games. You've got an opportunity to pick up a lot of wins in the middle of the Big Ten. Um, and I think that's really the biggest thing if you're trying to build a resume towards marches. If you can beat everyone you should, um, then those games against ranked opponents become, you know, good opportunities, but they don't become necessarily must-wins because you don't have – weird losses or things like that so i think you know in, in a lot of ways going to rutgers winning there and what i think is, is the very underrated place they're to really play. good rutgers, that, that is a tough place to play rutgers is always better than you know the rutgers jokes that go around they, they look good against seton hall so wins like that i think if Penn State can go and get them they have the luxury being so high in the net right now um, that they don't suddenly find themselves in these situations where they have to go to michigan and win or they have to go uh, to Michigan State and when they can kind of work their way through the schedule and really you know if they, if they come out the other side at 500 or a little bit better you know obviously they'd want to do better than that but I think at where they sit right now you know they come out at 500 or a little bit better in Big Ten play obviously that's a tough ask in its own right you know they, they've got to feel pretty good about their chances at this point. Uh, very quickly uh, Myron Jones what have you thought about his all-around play? Uh, I think he's growing up quick um, you know Ohio State I think 
you know, everybody on that team kind of got punched in the mouth in that game. But I think ultimately he kind of went and said, okay, so this is what the Big Ten is like. I think against Maryland he was outstanding. I think he's played confident against Alabama. He's just a kid that doesn't seem to be uh, overwhelmed by the moment, and Penn State needs kids like that. They need guys like that and for him to be, you know, in a lot of senses, you know, he's not actually a freshman, but in terms of the number of minutes he played last year and now the number of minutes he's playing now, um, you know, this is all still very new to him, and I think he's taking it in stride, and he's getting better every every game. And I think if you're Pat Chambers, you can live with him making some younger guy mistakes early in the year, but the fact that he gets better every game, um, that's exactly what you needed out of him, and he was already uh, pretty good off right off the bat. Ben, complete pleasure as always. Thanks so much, and if we don't get a chance to talk to you, happy holidays. You too, Steve. Thanks for having me. Ben Jones, statecollege.com, back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Gee, that sounds like a lively show. Always is. <laughs> you ever participate? <laughs> Only putting them up. I keep everything hey, else is- to myself. is the number. Great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, Let's see. Josh Gordon suspended immediately. Uh, Again? Yes, again. (laughs) It it gets to the point where certain things are no longer news. Like, where you just sit back and go, okay. Yeah, I think that (laughs) probably was the last straw for his NFL career, one would think. But I guess you never know. You know, Matt, when you look at it now, obviously, with the Cleveland Browns at one point, and it was many years ago now, he was the guy. Okay, so you're the guy. Then you get really what I perceive to be, as a receiver, a golden opportunity to resurrect everything and play for the Patriots and Tom Brady. And you can't make it work there. That's bad. But then you get the third chance in life, and they give you Russell Wilson. And you still do this. Oh. You just hope that he's finally going to get the help that he needs. So it's really is it's really scary uh, when you come to think of it. He's had, as you just said, these met this many chances. He's gone to rehab once or twice before, which led him to go to the Patriots and then to now to Seattle, and he still can't get his act together. It's pretty sad to see. It's just it just shows you how awful addiction is, doesn't it? You think of the golden opportunities, and doggone it, you just can't overcome it. That just shows you how tough it is. You know, then the PED part of it, well, it's the, who knows? Could be an injury, you're trying to overcome it, could be you're worried that you're not keeping up in the league. I don't know. You know, you've got to be able to. I don't know how to... Uh, you just, you still have to know, okay, this is what I can and can't take. The NFL is always pretty clear on what you can and can't take to take care of those injuries, and guys yeah. still always come up with an excuse saying, oh, I didn't know, or I didn't think this was so, this the so-and-so was bad or not. I, I just, that I still really yeah. don't get. Yeah, yeah. You just don't know. And sometimes, you know, and I, I, we don't know, but sometimes let's do this. Sometimes in the recovery from an injury, you take something, and you think it's okay. Sometimes. 
not always, but sometimes. I mean, there's a pretty extensive list as to what what's banned, and you, it, it doesn't take much to ask the <clears throat> training staff. <laughs> you know, is this on the bad list or not? Um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, and let's face it. I mean, how many how many of you out there along the way have been uh, prescribed steroids. A lot of people have. So it's not like it's it's. We're not talking about some unusual like what the heck are they doing here? You know, just, about that? No, it's not exactly completely uncommon. But in the NFL, they have a list, and the list is rather extensive. So, oh well. That's, it's hard. Because uh, it's it's not just PEDs, but there's also substance abuse. We have the Nick Yuri story coming up. I think you're really going to like it. It's from yesterday. And it was put out on Twitter. So it's not, it, this will not be a foreign topic. Uh, but it will be a cool topic to get into really cool looking forward to telling this story because this story is not just great about nick yuri it's it's actually on a few different levels that tells you about how tight a football team is and the affection on a football team in a locker room that's so this this story is cool to me on several levels several levels I'm looking forward to telling it that will be in the next half hour we'll do that Santa's on tonight from 6 to 7 yeah the magic radio only has a few more days to go and what's it's really impressive the number of people who get involved and make sure that their children are part of the magic radio. It's really cool. Really, really cool. So we're looking forward to telling that story tonight as well. Santa gets to hear all the great things the youngsters want. Did I ever tell you the story that uh, I was working at a radio station and we had talked to Santa? Well, I happen to be, this is back in the 80s, and I happen to be the one person in the radio station that had children. So they said, hey, look, could you be on with him just to help out a little bit? And I said, sure, you know, let's host the show because you know the toys they're talking about. Hey, I said, sure, I can do that. Why not? Okay. So they, there was a toy back in the East, My Little Pony. And this little girl calls up and she says, Hi, Santa. He says, Oh, what would you like? He says, My Little Pony. You want a pony? Where are you going to take care of your pony? And I said, Oh, Santa's such a kidder. <laughs> Always thinking big. She wants My Little Pony, as you well know. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a long hour. 
Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Yeah, you notice how it's talked to Santa? Uh, years ago, it was talked back to Santa. So the Stu started yelling at him one day, and we're like, well, what are you doing? He said, I'm talking back to Santa. I said, no, no, no it's talk to Santa. I mean, Matt, hey, when you bowl at 297 and become a really bitter person, you have to have things explained <laughs> to you. I guess so. I mean, it's just it's brutal. <laughs> Brutal. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street and somebody Go to purdyinsurance.com. They wish each and every one of you a happy holiday. Uh, here is the, um, when it comes to Purdy, there's so many elements here. I mean, you, you need insurance. Uh, no question. You need insurance. And when you need insurance, you may want to make sure you're completely covered. But, boy, you sure would want it at the best price, right? That's where Purdy Insurance comes in. They work very hard to get you the best price. And then customer service means everything to them. They go out of their way to make sure that you uh, have your policies updated And if there's ever, 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 ever a um, a claim that's needed, they'll act as if it happened to them. And that's Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. And talk about Sunbury Motors. Man, if they had a great year. Wow. Sunbury Motors. That's because they're the best to deal with. Sunbury Motors. Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, allow me to... Uh, give you the Nick Yuri story from yesterday. Nick Yuri is everything you want in a teammate, football player. I mean, obviously, you know, you love him to be a five-star guy. I got that. Okay, I got that. I mean, but he is the kind of guy that is just universally loved. Awesome student, terrific teammate, great in the locker room, great on the practice field. So let's start with this story. We'll go back to 2017. Penn State is playing Georgia State. Penn State's winning the game as expected with relative ease. And now it's late in the game. And you know, and look, this is what people don't realize. Is I think everyone thinks that it's just so easy to manage a game that you can't let something get away from you. So you're just trying to manage the game, get, get out of there, the whole thing. And Saquon Barkley goes up to James Franklin and says, hey, you got to put Yuri in. And at that point, James now realizes he hasn't put Yuri in the game. 
It happens. Right? And Saquon's like, God, oh, put Uri in, put Uri in. So he puts Uri in, and then Saquon starts begging him, saying, you got to give him a carry. you got to give him a carry. Now, this is Saquon Barkley, star of all stars. And that's what he thinks of Nick Uri. Think, you know, it tells you a lot about Saquon. Thinking about Nick, but caring about him so much that he wants to make sure he gets a carry. And Nick does. He gets a carry, and he gains four yards. Now we fast forward to this year. Nick did not get in a game last year. Now you get into game this year. And Penn State's running away with it. And they put Nick Urie in the game. And he gets six carries for 44 yards and his first career touchdown. When he scored... When he scored, do you remember the outpouring from that sideline? It was if he was Hunter Renfro catching the winning touchdown pass against Alabama from Deshaun Watson. That sideline erupted when he scored. It meant that much. And Jack and I, by the way, announced it that same way, too, only because we knew how much it meant that Nick Urey scored, because that's the kind of person he is. Nick, in the preseason a few years ago, for about a week, maybe 10 days, took every carry in practice, because in one form or another, every other Penn State running back was bumped up. And they had to build practices around Yuri, where they'd stop at certain points, okay, water break, quick rest break, because they wanted to give Nick the break, because he kept taking every rep, staying in there to block, running pass routes, getting carries over and over again. And you watch him on the scout team now, and he's out there belting out rep after rep after rep. He's the kind of guy that if a week goes by on the practice field where he does not come up and say hi to me and give me a hug, I'm usually surprised because that's the kind of guy he is. I'll tell you, the other guy that's a lot like that is Fryermuth. And, and I'll tell you, here's another one, Shaka Tony. Shaka Tony's like that with me all the time. And the Yuri, that's the, that's the way he is. Now, he's a walk-on. He went to the same high school. In fact, he, the guy that blocked for him in high school, where he racked up great numbers at Lake Lehman High School, was Connor McGovern. Connor McGovern thinks the world of Nick Yuri, which means that Connor McGovern is not unusual. Seems like everybody does, and justifiably so. So now we get to yesterday. And the last person to speak is James Franklin before they show the video. And 
as they're going through this, he's going through each senior at the end, all 16 of them. So in one form or another, he's talking about each senior, essentially what it means to him and so forth. And the last guy up is Nick Fury. Now, James, as you know, is emotional. And he gets the urine, he starts to choke up and tear up. And as he's talking about Yuri, it's, you know, he's, he's, James is hanging in there. And then finally at the end, he looks over and he says, and Nick Yuri, you're on scholarship. Well, Nick can't believe it. Nick's family can't believe it because the scholarship, based on what, how James explained it, was going to be retroactive to the beginning of the season. So it's going to be for the fall, so he'll get his family will get refunded, and then it'll take him through the spring semester. Well, there's there's not a dry eye in the room. Then he asked Nick to come up to say a couple things, and Nick does. Choking back tears. And And then it's over with. Now, the video plays, done. And then the line of people that go up and say something to Nick is tremendous. And so finally, I I get there. And you know, he, you know, give him a big hug. He gives me a big hug back. I'm telling you, thrilling him how much he deserves it. You know, he earned it. I mean, he earned that scholarship. So now I'm done, and I turn, and there's Ricky Slade. And Ricky Slade is he's can't wait to hug him. And why is that? Because. Ricky Slade loves the guy. Ricky Slade is all glassy-eyed with tears in his eyes. He is so happy for him. And that tells you everything about Nick Yuri and the universal respect and the love in his running back room and from his team. But it tells you a lot about Ricky Slade. Ricky Slade, who's a sophomore, thinks the world of this guy. And also the value that the players themselves put on a scholarship. Being a scholarship, Nick Yuri is going to be in the Cotton Bowl for the first time in his life as a scholarship player. Wow. 
He's going to be a scholarship player. And there's Ricky Slade, all welled up in his eyes, telling me, he says, oh, Steve, he says, I'm just, he says, this is so awesome. He says, I'm just so overwhelmed by this. I'm so choked up by this. That tells you how tight that locker room is. That tells you how tight the running back room is. That tells you a lot about Nick, but it tells you a lot about Ricky Slade. We're in an era where it is very easy, and you have many different avenues to criticize something or someone. And what I've always said for a long time has been this. <laughs> I've always, I've never really understood how you can criticize somebody you don't know. How can you criticize how they feel, how they think, when you don't know them? That's the part that has always struck me. Criticizing people you don't know. You don't know what makes them tick. You don't know what they're going through. Right? You see their performance on a Saturday, and I understand if you're not happy with the performance on somebody on Saturday. I understand that completely. You don't know the character of the person. You don't know what they've been through. And <laughs> then when you get to know them a little bit, now you know who you're dealing. You know, hey, does it mean every guy's an awesome guy, a great guy? No, of course not. I mean, there are certain people in the way that are awesome and incredible. Yeah, there's some people who are really, really good. Yes, the vast, vast majority are. Do you every once in a while run into a jerk? Yeah. And that's what Matt's thinking now. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Never. Last, very, very late on the defense, I thought. Uh, <laughs> But that, but that's who that's what that's who these you know when you get to know them, that's why you want to be around these guys and you root for them. Okay, I know I'm you know, you're the play-by-play guy. You're not supposed to root for these. Well, you know what? Guess what? I've done this for a long, long time. All right, when you've done this for a long, long time, I don't care what anybody. You can write whatever you want. Yeah, I root for the kids. Okay, <laughs> I want them to all do well. It just uh, it was it was the Ricky Slade reaction, the your react the re- reaction, his family's reaction, James' reaction, the crowd's reaction, awesome. But Ricky was the first guy I ran into after I talked to Nick, and it just stuck with me how much it affected him and how deeply he cared, and it just showed me the kind of guy Ricky Slade is. In a year that hasn't been the greatest year that he uh, he wanted more out of this year. He wanted more out. He wanted more out of this year than you, the fan, did. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right, we'll take a break. We will come back with more in a moment. 
Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570 286 5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. Want to make sure I pass along that story. Uh, usually, it's stuff that we that happens with the state college quarterback club or at the banquet. Uh, you know, stays there except when it's tweeted out. And it was tweeted out last night because it was such an emotional, wonderful moment. And it says so much about James Franklin and why, from day one, I felt like he is the guy. It, it, you get into the spot I'm in, for example, and it's you know it's really special to work with people you really really respect, have a high regard for, and above all, you personally really like. Well, that's James Franklin, and see, it's just all him. He just he cares that much. It's a big big deal to him to do what he did last night. So. So that was last night, and again the uh, the uh, Micah Parsons, the 101st Penn State All American, first team All America by the Associated Press. That's 100 here, and the first one since Saquon Barkley. Every time this happens, you know what I think, and this is something I, unless you've taken a tour of Lash Building. The hallway, where on one side is the players' locker room, which then leads into the training room. And on the left side is the locker room, a conference room. There's the auditorium, but then across from that, you have the... conference room. Uh, grad assistants and uh, and doctors and strength and conditioning locker room and then invades the players in the lounge. Okay, so that's how the you're looking down the way on the right hand is the wall that leads past the players locker room and then with the training room. Unfortunately, we lost some connection there with Steve. But thanks for joining us here on the Steve Jones Show. That'll wrap it up for our show here today. We'll be back tomorrow. Andrew Callahan joining us tomorrow to talk Patriots, Bengals video coverage, and a whole lot more here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.